Hello, friends. You're listening to Our Mission Path. I'm Timothy Downing. Today's ministry story has to do with Holy Week. I always loved this season when I was a pastor. Christmas was always such a wonderful, nostalgic time. But Easter is when we would celebrate the death and then resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And for the churches that I pastored, we would always start 40 days before Holy Week. Many of us would fast for 40 days. We would often go through a 40-day challenge where we would give something up that was detrimental to our spiritual life, or we would add something to our spiritual life that would improve it for the next year. The tribe of Christians that we are part of would always do a Monday-Thursday service. We would wash each other's feet because Jesus said to do this in remembrance of me. And then we would take communion because the same reason Jesus said to do this in remembrance of me. These two wonderful spiritual acts of worship were tangible. With the communion, we would hold in our hands the very elements that represented what this lost and dying world was thirsty and hungry for. The bread of life. When we'd wash each other's feet, it was very hard to be proud or to hold something against a brother when you're washing their feet. It was a wonderful time of connectivity and Christian love. In the churches that I would pastor, we'd always have a service of shadows on Good Friday. We would start in the evening, the entire sanctuary would be darkened, it would be lit only by candlelight. There were seven candles. And we would read the scripture that led up to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. One horrible event after the other. And each time we would snuff out a candle. We would sit in silence and we would think about these things. It was really a service of mourning. It was a service that grabbed our attention and made us think about the profound love that our Father has for us, that He would give His only Son to make us His treasure. During Saturday, we would normally fast, and we would think on these things. And then that service of shadows, that service of darkness, would be washed away as we celebrated in the light of the resurrection on Sunday morning. I not only love the teaching and the message of this season, I also love the pageantry. Here in Ecuador, the Catholic Church has a lot of pageantry during this week. In fact, on Wednesday of Holy Week, in the Cathedral de Quito, there is a service that is reminiscent of an old military funeral from Roman times. You see, what would happen is a general would die and the Romans would perform an intricate flag ceremony over the dead body. It was designed to collect the virtue and all the good things that the general represented. His strength, his courage, his bravery. The flag would be waved over the body to collect all of that. And then it would be waved over the troops. And when the troops would go into battle, the fluttering of their banner was to put upon them the strength of their previous general. As Rome became Christian, 
the ceremony changed. And people in the church began doing this. They would have a Christ representative. He would be laid out as if he were dead. And this very same flag ceremony would be performed over this Christ representative. And this was to collect the virtues of Christ as he laid in the tomb, symbolically. And then the flag would be waved over the people. And this was to distribute the virtues of Christ within the body of Christ, the church. That still happens today in Quito. The bishops in the Catholic Church of this area will go to this cathedral in Quito. They'll have long black flowing robes and they march soberly into the cathedral. Then they lay themselves out prostrate as if they are dead. The flag ceremony is done over their bodies and then after all of their virtue is collected, the flag is waved over the waiting congregation. This is the only place in Latin America where this tradition is still carried out. On Good Friday, there is a procession called Jesus del Gran Poder, and this takes place in the central historic district of Quito. Many Catholics will walk through the streets, and many of them will be dressed up in purple robes with pointy purple hats. Now, in North America, it resembles a Ku Klux Klan outfit, minus the hate. As these people dressed in purple robes march down the street, they are penitents. They are the people who have decided that this year that they would repent of all of their sins and they would go to the cathedral and beg for forgiveness. They go through these rituals in the Catholic Church to beg for forgiveness. Interestingly enough, in the church that we work with here in Ecuador, there is very little celebration of Easter. Probably because of the over-the-top nature of the pageantry of the Catholic Church. A lot of the practices of the church here in Ecuador are contrary to the Catholic Church. For example, many of our churches don't have any crosses in them. Not because we don't believe in the cross, but because we don't believe in the iconology of the Catholic Church. This idea flows through our churches to the point that Easter is celebrated as a Resurrection Sunday, but in all honesty, it's not celebrated like it is in the United States. There are no palm branches or little children waving them in the churches in Ecuador on Palm Sunday, because that's what the Catholics do. There are no Monday, Thursday celebrations in our churches, because that's what the Catholics do. There's no Good Friday because that's what the Catholics celebrate. We simply go about and celebrate our regularly scheduled worship services. And so it's a very different feel here in Ecuador. One of the wonderful things about Easter that our churches do celebrate is that many of them go home for Easter. It's a homecoming type of a holiday. It's like Christmas is in the United States. Most of the people who live in the cities are only living in the cities one or two generations removed from the countryside. And so many people go to the countryside. Some people, of course, use it as an excuse to go to the beach, even though their family may or may not live by the beach. But it's a time where people celebrate families. 
And so church attendance is actually pretty low in most of our churches on Easter Sunday because everybody's visiting their family. Wherever you find yourself this Holy Week, allow me to encourage you to do this. Would you go and find a service that you can attend? Maybe it's been a while since you've been in church. Perhaps you get your spiritual learning from podcasts such as this. Let me tell you that's no substitute for attending a local church where you actually engage in the body of Christ with fellow believers. You actually engage in community, not only in community that celebrates each other, but a community that understands that Jesus Christ died to give you life and he rose again so that you may live that life in hope. That is the message of the Easter season. Though you and I could not pay for our own sin debt, Jesus Christ did just that. He died so that you and I might live, and he rose from the grave so that life that we now live, we live in the hope of his resurrection, knowing that if we follow him in this life, we will surely follow him through the valley of death and into his resurrection. Friends, we serve the resurrected Lord here in Ecuador. If you're listening to my voice via a podcast platform, but you have not yet experienced our website, we do invite you to go to ourmissionpath.com. There you'll find photographs, you'll find videos, you'll find more podcasts. You'll be able to keep up with us every step of the way along our mission path. Thanks for listening, and thank you for joining us along our mission path.